Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. How are you? Good, good, good. So... Before I get to talking, I just want us to close our eyes. Mm. Ground your feet. Center your mind. And I want to welcome you to this space because you are currently sitting in the middle of an answered prayer. Think about this answered prayer, whatever it may be. And I want you to feel it for a second. What does it feel like? What do you see? Commend yourself in this moment because I see how long that you have walked, how much you have trekked to get to this space where you can just say, thank you, God. Take a second to set your intention for today's practice. Mm. Feel as your feet ground to the floor. Roll your shoulders, roll your necks. Remove the tongue from the top of your mouth. Unclench your jaw. Relax your eyebrows. And just a deep inhale through the nose. And we let go together. And we inhale this answered prayer. And as we let go, we thank God. Deep inhale through the nose. And let go. Deep inhale. Audible exhale through the mouth. Mm. 
again. Deep inhale. Audible exhale. Beautiful. Let's do it again. Deep inhale together. Let's let go together. One more time. Deep inhale. Hold it. Let go. I love you. I want to know how much you have honored yourself this week. How much you have looked in the mirror. Did you tell yourself you are amazing this week? Say it to yourself right now. I am amazing. Say it. I am amazing. I am amazing. I am amazing. I love it. Deep inhale. Audibly, we let go. And as you let go, you're letting go of all that no longer serves you. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, even financially, we let go of all of the blocks that no longer serve us, that stand in our way from allowing us to understand and realize how amazing you are. Deep inhale. Let it all go. Because you are amazing. And we say it again. We affirm, I am amazing. I am amazing. And so we inhale for three seconds. Three, two, one. And we hold it. Feel it. Exhale. Do you feel the energy that you're creating right now? Do you feel how beautiful you are? Feel your heart beating? Do you feel the energy flowing through your being? You are a child of God. So you cannot be anything less than amazing. And so we deeply inhale this truth. And we exhale. Bring your awareness to your feet that grounds you to the floor. Allow this awareness to flow up through your body, up through your legs, to your knees, to your thighs, your lower back. Bring your awareness to your lungs. Deep inhale, feel your lungs expand. 
Feel them contract. Bring your awareness to your heart. Feel your heart beat. Bring your awareness to your truth, your voice. You deserve to be heard. And we affirm, I speak with intentional truth. Bring your awareness to your nose. Feel as the air goes in through your nostrils, out through your nostrils. Bring your awareness to your eyes. If you feel called, you can open them quickly. See the gift of vision that God has given to you. And may you close them. Bring your awareness to your temples, to your forehead, and to the top of your head. And as this awareness sits on the top of your head, allow this energy to flow all the way back down to your feet. And we inhale. And as we exhale, we allow this breath to go to our belly buttons, all the way to our spines. Deep inhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. Let it go. Mm. I am amazing. I am amazing. And as you ground back into this space, may you bring this energy with you throughout the entire week. I love you and I thank you. Amen. Well, I hope everyone is feeling well. Welcome to those who maybe it's their first time joining us or coming back. And of course, to everyone that continues to come and, you know, just really be a part of this family. It means a lot to all of us. And I think you guys feel it as well, right? The energy that was in this room. It's not like you're just celebrating with random people. Like this is a family. You can feel the love when we worship. So I just want to honor all of you for that moment that we got to experience. So today's message is a walking prayer. And I always forget to say my name, so my name is Gabby. <laughs> I'm one of the leaders here. And I'm very excited to share this message because prayer is something that is very ingrained in my being. And not only from my inheritance that God has created within me, but I was raised Catholic. And prayer is very, very big in the Catholic tradition. Uh, last thing was last week, Danny had mentioned that some of us, our first experience of church is Heartway. And those of us are very lucky <laughs> that that is our first experience, right? There's some church trauma that others have experienced. Um, so yeah, I'm one of those people. The experience that I had with church was prayer. That's what I connected God with. If I needed to speak to God, I prayed. If I needed to listen to him, I meditated and sat with him in prayer. All right, so my grandmother, 
I love her so much. She is probably the most religious person that I know, but in the true sense of religion, right? And religion, it comes from the root word religio, which is to unite, to bind, which is very similar to yoga as well. It's the yoking, the connection, bringing this unionship together. So I always experienced the religion as just a connection to the being that is around us and within us, this greater being. And I know that I'm very blessed to have had that experience. I know that not everyone has. So today I wanna share a little bit about what a walking prayer really can mean, what prayer can really mean for you. Uh, just to give you a little bit more background, when I say that we pray, <laughs> so Catholics pray the rosary, it takes a lot, okay, we have some nods in the room. It takes some time. It's not something that you do very quickly. And my grandmother does it three times a day. And she just stopped kneeling on the ground because of her. we were like, please, can you just sit down? You don't need to kneel. Like, God knows that you're humble. He knows that he let you love him. Like, but it's a sense, right? And that is a beautiful part of it, to have that, like, humility, um, to pray to something greater than ourselves, to really share that opportunity. So I can say the rosary in Spanish. I can't really say it in English, but in Spanish I can recite it, no problem, right? You just know it. And I remember back then, like low-key hating it. I was like, oh my gosh. Like as soon as it hit, like the time, cause there's times that we do it. I was like, oh, it's like six o'clock. I'm gonna go, like, I love you, you know, but I didn't realize then that she was preparing God as well, but my grandmother was preparing me to be so good at meditation, to be able to sit in the stillness of God, to be able to actually hear him. Like I've been in many situations where, you know, we're sitting around and we're contemplating God and, you know, people get asked like, do you hear God? I don't want to take this away from anyone, but I don't hear a voice of God. Like, I don't hear something, but I hear God in my soul. I feel his presence. My body can feel the essence, right? The presence of God. But I couldn't have experienced that without being present to presence. And within the, uh, the Catholic tradition, as well as in Eastern traditions, people meditate on prayer chanting. And why do we do this? It's because our mind is what distracts us from the divine. How often are you doing so well? You're feeling good. You feel at peace. And then a thought pops up in your head. And then it's all over. That's it. Or you're feeling good. Life is good. And then tomorrow someone passes away. Or your job gets taken from you or whatever you're so attached to is no longer there. Does that mean that God is no longer there? Right, these are all distractions of the mind. So all of that to begin. Why don't we pray though? We don't pray a lot of the times because we don't feel heard. Because we are a society of instant gratification. We want everything right here, right now. I mean, Amazon Prime is awesome, like, <laughs> delivered right to my door, but God is not Amazon Prime. Like, it does not work that way, but we think it is. You know, we think, if I ask, I shall receive right away. And it's not that you're not going to, but it's very similar to how Crystal said, you don't even realize it sometimes that you're living in a prayer, 
But maybe it was a prayer from a few years ago. Or maybe it was a prayer that someone prayed for you that you don't even realize, right? As well as we rely a lot on our own strength. And this is a really big one. So I'm a part of this awesome women's group. And it's, 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 I really appreciate it so much because as someone who teaches, um, we give a lot. And sometimes you kind of need to be able to just be human and share how you're feeling or what you're experiencing. So I have this group and it's kind of like therapy. I feel like it's such a share how I'm feeling without any um, judgment or anything. And in this group, there are a few of us that are just like so spiritual, you know, like we just use God language. I think that's a better way to put it. I don't think anyone is not spiritual, but we just use God language. Then there's a few of us that don't at all. And I remember, you know, it not being a big deal to me. And then I was talking about prayer and I always bring it up. I'm like, yes, I prayed and, you know, or I'm praying on this or whatever it might be. And one of the girls challenged me and she was like, well, why do you have to pray to something outside of yourself? You know, if everything's in you already, why do you have to pray to a God? Or why do you have to go, like she said, outside of yourself? And that really made me think a lot. I mean, my obvious answer is like, well, that's just what you do. Like, what do you mean? That's just what we do. Like, because it's just like innately in me. And then I really started to think about it and I allowed it to kind of like marinate in my soul. Because something that I've been really learning is that we don't have to have the answers to every question that people might ask you. Sometimes you just have to let it sit and experience it. I think I'm an experiential learner. My faith has grown through experience. Um, I don't just read something and believe it. That's very hard for me sometimes. I think that I am a a stubborn person at times. <laughs> and I think God knows that. I think God knows that if he wants to get to me, I have to experience it. So we were in Italy, me and Talon were in Italy, and it was so beautiful. And I'm sitting down and we're eating pizza. And not that this wasn't the most beautiful place, but it, it wasn't like we were, we were literally just sitting eating pizza at a beautiful place, but it was just like a normal place. And I look out and I was like, this is prayer. Like this moment of gratitude, being in unionship and connection to God in this very moment, to all that I am seeing and all that I am experiencing. So then I went back to that question and I was like, well, it, genu it really does depend on your intentions. I think when you're praying, if you don't feel comfortable praying to a God, but I think that has a lot to do with people believing that God is this man in the sky. You know, God does not have a fa one face, actually. He has many faces, which isn't only in from person to person, but you can experience him just by looking out into the sky, by breathing his air, right? That's what I think a walking prayer is, is literally living your life and encompassing his essence, right? The divinity within yourself. So to answer her question now, why wouldn't you go outside of yourself? Why would you limit the abundance and the manifestation and the experience that you can have within the own confines of your small, fragmented mind? 
I know that all of us can dream big, but we also limit ourselves in a very, very big way too. We have insecurities, we have doubts, we have just stuff that has happened to us in our past that causes us to believe or experience life in a particular way. But God has no limitations. God does not see just black and white or there is nothing that God cannot do, which means that there is nothing that you cannot do with God. Amen. What has happened with prayer is that it has become a transaction, right? Everything in life is a transaction most of the times, you know, and it's unfortunate, but it is just part of our society. What can you do for me? And even let's say on a more, um, like, you know, when you tell people like, well, I'm pouring into their cup, I'm pouring into their cup. Do you pour into my cup? Are you serving me? You know, and, and that's something that's like a healthy boundary to have at times. You're like, this is probably not a serving relationship. But we're so used to things being transactional that prayer has also become or was always very transactional. The interesting part, though, is that religious, very religious people, you see, they would use this in the way of if I do X, Y, and Z, if I follow all of these rules well, then I can just ask for whatever I want because I behaved well, I did what I needed to do, so now God will grant me what it is that I deserve or that I worked for because I am a pious, you know, I'm very religious, I'm a good child of God. God doesn't see any of that. It's not that he doesn't want you to be a good human, of course, but he cares what's in your hearts of hearts. He cares the intention behind that prayer. That's where God really lies. Paul said in this, uh, thank you, <laughs> pray without ceasing. Do you really think that God wants us to say like our father all the time? Like as we're walking through like Whole Foods or like, and I'm not saying not. I think prayer is beautiful, like I said, but do, I feel like really what he's saying is be connected, be aware be conscious of God in every moment. You know, it's like sometimes we really feel that God is, he is so much greater than us, but it's also very simple too. God is in that smile. God is in your heart. God is, I love coffee. God is in that coffee. Like I just, what makes you feel good, you know? And sometimes even what doesn't make you feel good, God is still there teaching you something as well. But one of the bigger things is our ego. Our ego does not want to give up control. So that's where this lies. It's like, why would you give up control? So why would you pray to something outside of yourself? Because we want to be in control, right? But this is the faith that you have to have with God, is that you have to understand that you are no longer in control. And that's a good thing. That's good news to know that there is something greater outside of ourselves that is guiding our every step, that is with you through it all. And so I want to identify here what kind of causes us to struggle with all of this, with really a, like releasing control, with connecting with God? And it has to do with our false identity, our false self, and our true self. 
So I'm gonna try to draw here. I didn't think about that. I'm so strong. <laughs> I work out, right? I work out. <laughs> All right, guys. So give me a second here. I will. <laughs> Thank you. So this is the false self side. All right, and then this is our true self side. So what's very interesting here is that this right here is going to be the ego. And the ego is what separates us. Do you notice how here we are separated and here we're connected? This is God's divinity, God, his essence within you. So the idea that we are separate is created from the ego, from the false self, from our mind. What happens here is that we start to have our attachments, so this becomes a little bit bigger and bigger. We start to have our ideas of who we are, right? And interestingly enough, a lot of religious people tend to live in the false self. Why is this? Just because like what I was saying that then they create this identity of if I do all of these things right, if I check off all of these boxes, then I'm going to go to heaven. But they still have hatred in their heart. There's still judgment. On this side, there are requirements for God's love. On this side, there's no requirements. God has already given you his love. It's inherently already yours, right? You're already connected. But living from this state is not something that you necessarily do. It's who you become. You embody this. But the only way to get to this side is to release the attachments that we have to our identity. When I really wanted to bring up uh, this side of like when we manifest and we say affirmations and I love manifesting and I love using affirmations, but I understand that it's within God that I'm able to do what it is that I do. And it's very interesting because it's the I. The I is the most important part. When you're speaking, who is the I? Is the I the ego, the mind, or is the I God, right? Because God lives in and through us, and it is through him that we are able to do what he wants for us. We're able to be successful, abundant. We can manifest whatever we want, but it is in the glory of God that we are able to do that. And I think that's where we're kind of missing it. And it's not to tell you that you can't do a lot of things. No, it's the opposite. I'm trying to tell you, you can do anything you want, but you do have to acknowledge that this stems from that power that God has instilled in you. Amen, my friends? That makes some sense? Good. So really our true question here isn't how to become spiritual. I love Richard Rohr had said this, and he said, you know, everyone is trying to be spiritual. Everyone's like, all right, I'm so spiritual now. I'm like going to do yoga. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do all these things, and I'll be spiritual. But the funny thing is, is like you're already spiritual. 
You were already made in his spirit. The spirit's in you. How do we be human? That's the thing. A lot of us really suck at being human. Like, let's just be honest. Like, we're not the best. But, and that's okay because this is a school. This life is a school for us to learn, right? So how interesting would it be if you could find a community or a church that taught you how to be a good human being and to live a life with the ideologies of Jesus, of someone who loved and cared and didn't judge so much? I think there is one called Heartway. Maybe you can come to it. <laughs> right? There's no, we're not here to judge. But that's the biggest part right here is that our ego is always judging. And because it judges so much, it judges, judges itself. And that's why we separate ourselves. But when you start to embody truly this essence, of God consciousness. There is no separation. You don't see skin color. You don't see religion. You don't see who someone's dating or who they love. All you see is love. When you understand your true essence, how can you not understand and love someone else's essence for it's all one and the same? It's only the mind that separates us. So what does God do to break this? Because he always wants us to be together. Well, he kind of starts to create these holes in your life just to try to break down your ego. And he does this in forms of suffering. He does this in forms of humiliation. You know, the saints used to actually pray to God for humility. And why is that? This is so random, but in the gym, when I work out, if I exert a lot of energy, I break out in like hives. And it's, it's like a big thing. Like I'm all red and it's embarrassing. Like I really get embarrassed about it. And I can have the cutest outfit. I could be working out so hard and I swear I'm like, oh, I'm killing it. And then I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, there we go. And it's just like, I know that's such a silly thing to think about, but it's just like, humbles me again all, all the time like God finds a way to remind you that it's not really about you like it's really really not about you we're not here to be self-centered people you're here to be be the person that God created you to be be your own authentic unique incredible self but don't separate yourself from God Remind yourself where that power comes from, where that strength comes from, right? You're unique because God created you uniquely, right? But the problem is we think, oh, no, I created this. I did this. We always want to have that power, that authority over what we have done. A great way to, uh, oh, actually, let's go into the next slide. So here. Indeed, I have been crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer central. It is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. And I am no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not mine, but it is lived by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's it. 
Like that's really, really it. When you realize that this life is not just yours, it's God living through you. You are a manifestation of God. You have to really understand that to live that. And you know what happens when you start to live that way? You're more compassionate. You're more loving. You're more understanding. Maybe your political views change. A lot of things will change in your life because you understand that you're not just here for yourself, but you have purpose. God placed you on here for something greater than you even know. But this all happens through the death and the resurrection of ourself. So the ego has to die. You know, my only credential to be up here is that my ego dies and comes back every time. And I'm able to talk about it. That's really all that it is. I'm able to, I have had such tough experiences where God took everything that I was attached to away. He took everything. And I was able to come back, but to my true self. When you realize that you don't need material things anymore, that you don't need the success to be happy. And Danny talks a lot about this. It's not that you are not to be successful or to want things. Life would be very boring if all of us were monks and we sat down and meditated all day. There wouldn't be creativity. There wouldn't be, you know, all the abundance and stuff that we get to see. But where lies your peace? Where lies your true happiness? Is it within those things? Because that can be taken away. Is it in your partner that you love so much? That can be taken away. It has to lie in a foundation that can never be taken away from you. God will never leave. Ever. God's in you and through you. And when you pass, he will recycle all of you and start all over again. That's how life works. It's all energy that continues to move through. A great practice of this is um, contemplative prayer. And so this is kind of like what I was talking about before where we're chanting something or we're praying the rosary. Really what it's doing is that it's, removing the distractions of your mind and focusing in on something. So just like we do centering prayer here, that's really what we're trying to get you to do, is to experience a moment of stillness so that you can experience all of his essence within you. So sometimes you have to focus on one thing, and that one thing can be God, God's love for you, right? Because God's good. All the time. There we go. You know, at, in churches, right? That's like a big thing. You say, God is good, and the congregation goes. And I used to think, oh, that's so cute and like kind of cheesy, but it's cute. And we don't really do that here, you know? It's not the type of rapport that we have. But I thought about that today. What a beautiful mantra that can be for us. God is good all the time. Doesn't matter what you're going through, God is good. And, I, and all the time. But, you know, the power really lies in the present moment, right? If we can't be present, we can't be present to presence. 
And it is in each breath that we are given the opportunity to embody God. I, uh, so I teach yoga. And my teacher, he, you know, even though he's like, I'm not religious. And he's not in his own mind. But he's so connected to God that even our postures have to do with God without him even I'm not sure he realizes, but it's just different the way he explains it. So we go into one pose, which is dancing. Like you're standing up. I won't do it because I have a dress. But you lift your leg up and you're holding it. And, and you're just like in a crazy pose. And he would always tell us, stare into the mirror and become the posture. And I didn't really get that. I was like, well, I'm not a, because they, they had different names. And I was like, but I'm not this or I'm not that. And then I realized even now, just um, figuring out this message what he's trying to tell me is you need to embody whatever you're doing in that moment because in that moment there is God. So if you're drawing, don't think about other things. Draw, be in what you're doing. If you're sweeping and you're cleaning your house, how often are we just thinking about yesterday or we get on the phone and we're talking away? Be present. God wants you to be a participant in life. When you participate in life, you recognize that you belong in life. That's the saddest part is that people don't recognize and realize that they belong here, that they are worthy of being here. In some churches, um, the verbiage is like, I'm not worthy of your love, God. And that was challenging for me to hear because I'm like, I'm real worthy. I was like, what do you mean, right? Like, I was like, what, what, what do you mean? And then I realized I think the word for me needs to be that maybe we're just undeserving of it because we don't have to earn it. There's nothing we have to do to receive his love. It's not that you're not worthy, you're made worthy. You're already exactly who you need to be to have his love, right? But we have to understand that all we have to be is connected to God at all times, to whatever it is that we're doing. You know, I think one of the things that most people would want in life is to be freeing of suffering. I don't think anyone here wants to suffer. You know, if you do, you're probably much wiser than me because you learn when you suffer, right? But the suffering comes from our attachments, you know, our fears, our doubts. And I was really thinking like, but what can truly give us real freedom? And if we really stop and sit with that, of course, yes. First, you have to be able to move from the false self into the true self. But ultimately, it's a dance. You're not always going to be in this pure essence of that feeling where you're so grounded and so connected. You're going to have moments. You're going to experience things, and that's okay. I think what's most important is not that you fall out of the true self. is that you come back. That every time you fall out of line or alignment with God, that you just come right back. You don't fall so far that you think you're too far from God. So when we really think about this freedom and we really contemplate it, it's falling in love with God so much 
that there's no other life without him in your life. And to experience this is through our obedience to him. I was looking up obedience. That's a strong word for most of us. We don't like to be too obedient because of what we know the word to be. But the root word actually means to listen deeply, to pay attention. If you sit and pay attention with the essence inside of yourself, with God inside of yourself, how can you live any other way? How can you continue to go back to the ego mind and continue to want all these? I mean, it's okay. I, I know you want a lot of things, but the peace, once you experience that peace, that groundedness, the true worthiness of yourself, it's very difficult to leave that. It's challenging, I think, for myself that once you really see the truth and open up your eyes to what God has for you, it's hard to go back, to kind of go into that illusion again, right? Every day we have an opportunity to clear our lens, to forgive, and to see the world through a new lens. You know, when you're able to really recognize the divine dwelling within you and in someone else, but someone else that it's very challenging to do so. Maybe you think smelly people don't deserve love or the homeless person outside or the people that are in jail or people who have done very, very horrible things. When you are able to recognize the divinity within them that's truly when you've gotten to this place, to experience God at all times. And when you start to feel this, it's like a, it's a sense of joy within yourself, this love that you have, that your body feels it, right? And when you're able to have this relationship, to see that God, what I felt that day in Italy, I felt like God was looking through my eyes but he allowed me to feel it. Does that make sense to you guys? You know, when we see through our own eyes, through our own objectives, through our own agenda, it's very hard to appreciate everything that's happening within the world. But when we start to see or allow God to look through our eyes, our entire being then feels all of that, all of that gratitude and love. I challenge you to get out of your way. That when you start to feel or have thoughts that are not in alignment with this, observe them. There's a, a method that you can do, it's called like the boat, and you put, it, you put your thoughts in a boat. So when the thought comes in, you separate it from yourself and you put it in this boat and you allow it to go. And you start to watch and watch, you become the observer. The important part about becoming an observer, guys, is that you understand that you are not your thoughts. You are not every emotion that you feel. Your human self is going to experience and feel so many things. But that's not the truth of who you are. The only way to understand that is for you, in a way, to create some separation from your ego. But we do the opposite. Our ego separates us from God instead.
that's where your peace will lie. Can we put the next one? Prayer is a way offered by the Holy Spirit to reach God. It is not merely a question. It cannot succeed until you realize that it asks for nothing. Let's stop there. That's a big part, too. We are constantly asking and wanting more. But prayer in this type of a way is experience him in a thanksgiving, is constantly being grateful for all that you already have. How else, uh, how else could it serve its purpose? It is impossible to pray for idols and hope to reach God. True prayer must avoid the pitfall of asking to entreat. Ask rather to receive what is already given, to accept what is already there. Course in Miracles is a great book, uh, a text, really a teaching that you guys can all look into. And a, another part that the Course in Miracles shares is nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. This is where God's peace lies. So the question for you will be, what is real for you? And that's the answer for you to decide. For me, God is real. And I have experienced a walking prayer, a living prayer. So I know that this is real for me. So anything else that comes into my mind all I have to do is bring it into the light. When you pray about something, when you speak it out and you acknowledge it and you are honest, it has no more power over you. The problem is we're ashamed from some of the thoughts that we have. We're fearful of what might happen if we actually express what we're feeling, what we've been hiding for so long. What will God do now? Or what will my friends do? What will my family do? What will I do if I actually admit what I've been thinking? I promise you, God will answer you one way or the other. And it is not in a way of judgment. It is not in a way of punishment. God is wanting to teach at all times a way to come back even closer to him. So when you decide what is real in your life, you start to experience more of that. Amen, my friends. I hope this spoke to you. I hope that you understood even my small little drawing here of just the idea that when you're separate, it's impossible for you to really experience God and God's love. But when you're connected to him, I'm sure some of you have, have met someone who's grounded, who's at peace, who you feel God's energy through them. And you want that. You crave it. We all do. It's within us. But it's not outside of yourself. It's not something that is impossible for you to experience or receive. Stop going outside of yourself. Stop searching and seeking for God. He's already within you. You know, I, I read texts where it says, go seek God. Go out and seek him. But where do they seek him? They seek him in the desert. They seek him where there are no distractions because that's where God is. He doesn't live within the distractions of your mind. 
He lives within the solitude of your heart, of your soul, of your being. Sit with yourself and know God. I am that I am. He is not separate from you, and you are not separate from him. Pray with me, my friends. God, we ask you that you continue to open up our hearts, that you start to silence our mind little by little so that we can hear you more clearly. God, we ask that you allow every encounter to be a living, walking prayer. God, we ask you that you continue to show us through your grace and through your love that you are always there with us. God, allow us to move further away from our ego, further away from our attachments, and closer to you, to your peace and to your love. God, we know that ultimately what we seek is you. Allow our mind to release the illusions that it's anything else but you. Allow us to trust and have faith in all that you are, for we know that you are real, for we know that love is real, and that is all that we need. Amen, my friends. Thank you so much for being here today. Have a blessed day.